section eighty eight a final report of the advisory committee on human radiation experiments this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. final report of the advisory committee on human radiation experiments coming to terms with the past looking ahead to the future chapter eighteen part five recommendations on openness recommendation seventeen the advisory committee recommends that the human radiation interagency working group take steps to ensure the continued application of the lessons learned from the human radiation interagency working group's efforts to organize and make accessible to the public and the government itself the nation's historical records the committee's experience confirms that with the presidential directive and the strong and continued support of a multi-agency record search team substantial amounts of the nation's documentary heritage can be located and retrieved through the research process important lessons were learned about ways in which to improve the accessibility and usefulness of this documentary record to both the public and the government we are aware that government resources are stretched thin and may well be diminishing however the nation's records are a precious asset that the government created and holds in trust for its citizens this asset and the commitment made to the public through the enactment of the freedom of information act is of limited value if the government itself cannot access its records as citizens rightfully expect it should the committee's experience confirms that there is an intense public interest in using these records a public willingness to volunteer time and intelligence needed to help organize and research them and great opportunity to make them available in ways that will permit citizens to do so the committee recommends that the human radiation interagency working group effect the following five steps to increase both government and citizen access to information about the past the implementation of these steps might be best accomplished by the designation of an individual or entity with responsibility and appropriate authority for their effectuation one the most important historical collection should be entrusted to the national archives the agencies and the national archives should review the extent to which this is now being done and develop policies to hasten the transfer of agency records to the national archives federal law basically requires that permanent records be transferred to the national archives when one they are more than thirty years old or two earlier if the originating agency no longer needs to use the records for the purpose for which they were created or in its regular current business or if agency needs will be satisfied by use of the records at the national archives none the less many portions of older collections have been appraised as permanently valuable but are not at the national archives for example the committee found that a great number of aec headquarters records of substantial interest to the committee and the public are still held by the doe either at its headquarters or at the washington national records center these include the only collection of general manager files the post nineteen fifty eight executive secretariat files virtually all the division of military application files and most of the files of the division of biology and medicine 
in the case of the department of defense the records of the office of the secretary of defense largely remain at the washington national records center or with the office of the secretary of defense the public's ability to access records held by agencies is limited because one most agencies do not know in detail what records they still hold and even if folder listings exist they are not publicly available for the most part two there has generally been little declassification review of these records three there is no requirement that agencies permit access to even completely unclassified or declassified collections and four most agencies have very limited facilities to accommodate researchers the public's ability to gain access to governments and federal record centers is also limited because one the task of examining the basic inventory forms sf one thirty fives to determine what is in a record group is time-consuming and in many cases the sf one thirty fives do not adequately describe the records two there has generally been very little declassification review of these records and three permission must be obtained from the appropriate agencies to review even completely unclassified or declassified collections this permission process can be time-consuming and agencies can impose restrictions such as permitting review but not copying locating records at the national archives has the following advantages one there is generally at least some type of finding aid and in some cases folder listings prepared by the national archives or the agencies when the records were sent two archivists are able to assist researchers three there is complete access to unclassified and declassified collections unless privacy act or similar restrictions apply and four many classified records at the national archives among the exceptions are restricted data records and records dealing with intelligence are properly the subject of an informal and usually very quick in-house declassification review process called special declassification review under special declassification review records are often reviewed within months versus the years it takes under the freedom of information act or mandatory declassification review two agencies should make readily available all existing inventories indices folder listings and other finding aids to record collections now under agency control classified finding aids should undergo declassification review and declassified versions of these finding aids should also be made available finding aids or indices to federal government records holdings are an invaluable tool without which it would be practically impossible to locate documents of interest from among the hundreds of thousands of boxes of records maintained by the government many collections of records still held by agencies have finding aids or indices that have been inaccessible to the public either because they simply have never been made available or because they are classified finding aids should be made available to the public in a headquarters office regional offices including all field site reading rooms and ultimately on the internet this recommendation does not call for the creation of indices where they do not currently exist for example 
folder listings which provide the titles of records files exist for many of the aec headquarters record collections that are still at doe or at the washington national records center these include among others the only known collection of general managers files from nineteen forty seven through nineteen seventy four all of the division of military applications files from nineteen forty seven through nineteen seventy four all of the executive secretariat files from nineteen fifty nine through nineteen seventy four and most of the division of biology and medicine files from nineteen forty seven through nineteen seventy four without the folder listings it would have been difficult for the advisory committee to locate particular collections of interest and even if located to determine the documents to be reviewed the folder listings however have not been generally available to the public similarly the doe's oak ridge operations office vault contains more than seven thousand cubic feet of classified records the committee found that the records holding task group rhtg collection in this vault about three hundred cubic feet contained many documents of interest to the committee which were typically readily declassifiable this collection has an index however the index is classified in the case of the national archives finding aids are generally available however there are fifteen national archives facilities around the country currently the only means of determining exactly what records are at a particular branch is to contact that branch directly this is a time-consuming process and there are understandable limits on the number of pages of finding aids archivists can copy and send to any person a single finding aid can total hundreds of pages it would be much simpler and easier for the public to be able to review the finding aids from all fifteen branches at any one of them three the human radiation interagency working group should ensure the development of policies to improve public access to records held by agencies or deposited in federal record centers in the case of a vast amount of records particularly those not yet transferred to the national archives the available descriptions are often too broad or incomplete to provide meaningful clues to the contents of boxes thus a freedom of information act request that seeks all information on a given topic may well receive a response that ignores information located in boxes or files that are not clearly labeled or indexed under these circumstances searches may be more fruitfully conducted by citizens with an interest in and understanding of the subject of the search however because so many of the nation's records collections are off-limits to the public even citizens who are willing to help are often precluded from lending a hand many collections of interest to citizens contain no classified documents and can be made directly accessible to them however the committee reviewed collections particularly those containing decades-old records where the entire collection was classified because it housed a small number of classified documents for example record group three twenty six at the college park national archives has approximately a hundred and sixty feet of metallurgical laboratory argonne national laboratory documentation that should be of significant historical interest the collection itself is classified and currently inaccessible to citizens 
the committee's examination of large portions of the collection found very few classified documents and when found these documents were immediately declassified executive order one two nine five eight issued by president clinton on april seventeenth nineteen ninety five classified national security information provides broadly for the automatic declassification with special exceptions of all records that are more than twenty-five years old in implementing the order agencies should target collections that can be relatively quickly reviewed and made available to the public in their entirety four agencies should maintain complete records available to the public of document destruction government records management rules provide for the destruction at varying dates in the future of all records that are appraised as temporary that is non-permanent they also provide that records be kept where certain collections including classified records are destroyed but the committee found that records of destruction are themselves routinely destroyed for example upon committee inquiry doe investigation revealed that the files of the aec's intelligence division had been substantially destroyed during the nineteen seventies and as late as nineteen eighty nine these files may have contained data on intentional releases experimentation performed by the aec for other agencies and on the rules and practices of secret keeping regarding human data gathering the doe's inquiry found individuals who stated that they destroyed substantial records and that records of destruction were made however in accordance with doe rules the certificates of destruction were themselves later destroyed as another example documents provided by the department of veterans affairs and the department of defense indicate that in nineteen forty seven the government contemplated the keeping of secret records in anticipation of potential liability claims from service personnel exposed to radiation and that some such records were kept however despite substantial search efforts by the dod and the va the specific identity of the records referred to has not yet been determined the committee presumes that the vast majority of these records were destroyed in the routine course of business none the less where records recording the destruction of important collections of records are themselves destroyed the public cannot know whether important records have been destroyed or merely are lost and cannot be easily assured that destruction was in the routine course of business five the human radiation interagency working group should review and develop policies concerning public access to records generated or held by private contractors and institutions receiving federal funding since world war two the government has relied on contractors and grantees to perform an increasing number of governmental activities including government-sponsored biomedical research when the advisory committee undertook to locate information on particular government-sponsored radiation experiments it was often told by federal agencies that if such information was created it would have been maintained only by non-federal entities or investigators and not the government itself where an activity is conducted by government employees for example researchers working in the facilities of the national institute of health's clinical center 
citizens have a right to seek access to information relating to that activity under the freedom of information act a similar right of access often does not apply however where a similar or even identical activity is conducted also on federal funds at non-federal facilities from the citizen's vantage point the right to know about a government-funded activity should not depend on whether that activity is conducted directly by the government or by a government-funded private institution at the same time non-federal institutions are not governmental agencies and there may be good reasons they should not be burdened with identical obligations to retain records and to provide information to the public rules are needed that accommodate both the citizen's right to know about the conduct of the government and the relevant differences between non-federal and federal institutions with respect to duties to create and maintain publicly accessible records to ensure consistent and informed government-wide treatment of the question the human radiation interagency working group may wish to call on the office of management and budget o m b and the office of federal procurement policy ofpp to review the current right of members of the public to gain access to the records of government grantees and contractors recommendation eighteen eighteen a the advisory committee recommends to the human radiation interagency working group that the cia's record-keeping system be reviewed to ensure that records maintained by that agency are accessible upon legitimate request from the public or governmental sources this review could be performed by the cia inspector general or an oversight panel eighteen b the advisory committee recommends that all records of the cia bearing on programs of secret human research such as mk ultra and the related cia human behavior projects from the late nineteen forties through the early nineteen seventies including bluebird artichoke mk search mk delta naomi chance often and chickwit become a top priority for declassification review with the expectation that most if not all of these documents can be declassified and made available to the public these recommendations are intended to ensure that the public and the government have practical access to historical records of the cia where access is otherwise appropriate and to address long-standing public interest and concerns regarding secret human experiments conducted or sponsored by the cia the framework of the records collections of all the human radiation interagency working group agencies save the cia is visible to the public this is the case even in agencies such as the defense nuclear agency where historical research records are largely classified while documents showing cia participation in mid-century dod sponsored discussions of human experimentation were obtained from dod doe and the public national archives the cia was not able to locate such documents in its own files and states that the cia's role in these discussions was sufficiently minor that such records would not have been kept the advisory committee also notes the recent report to the attorney general of the bnl task force which was investigating a bank-related scandal 
while we benefited from extensive cooperation and assistance from the cia's office of general counsel the cia's ability to retrieve information is limited records are compartmentalized to prevent unauthorized disclosure only some of those records are retrievable through computer databases no database encompasses all records and not all information is recorded in the course of our work we learned of sensitive components of information not normally retrievable and of specialized offices that previously were unknown to the cia personnel assisting us in addition while the advisory committee has found no evidence to show that the cia conducted or sponsored human radiation experiments numerous documents some of which remain partially classified make reference to possible cia interest in this area although advisory committee staff has reviewed all of the available classified information concerning human radiation experiments and requested that it be declassified the public does not as yet have the benefit of such access twenty years after they were first revealed to the public there continues to be a strong public interest in the cia's mind control programs the advisory committee received numerous queries about mk ultra and the other related programs from scholars journalists and citizens who have been unable to review the complete record although these cia projects were the subject of significant governmental inquiry in the mid to late nineteen seventies by the senate and house committees and by the presidentially appointed rockefeller commission and a substantial portion of the records have been declassified and released to the public a number of documents remain classified and many of the documents that have been released contain numerous redactions this has made it extremely difficult to understand the full context of the activities or to clarify discrepancies or uncertainties in the record a number of the declassified documents make reference to radiation experiments however because of the redactions it is impossible for the public to determine from these documents whether there is additional secret information about radiation activities advisory committee staff have reviewed the full text of these documents for example the nineteen sixty three cia inspector general report on the inspection of m k ultra which was declassified in redacted form in nineteen seventy five stated that radiation was one of the avenues explored under mk ultra but because so much of that document was redacted the public reader might reasonably suspect that there is more information about radiation in the report at the request of the advisory committee the cia re-released this document and a handful of others with minimal redactions however few other such documents have been re-reviewed for declassification in almost twenty years since most of the classified cia documents concerning mk ultra and related programs that advisory committee staff reviewed were declassified upon request the advisory committee believes that if the rest of these records were reviewed for historical declassification most if not all of the records could be declassified without harming the national security so long as documents about secret human experiments are withheld from the public it will be impossible to put to rest distrust with the conduct of government the rapid public release of the remaining documents about mk ultra and other secret programs would be a fitting close 
to an unhappy chapter in the nation's history. End of section 88